Welcome to Rama for Today Radio. That's the trouble with a lot of folks, you see. Instead of going the way the Bible says and doing what the Bible said to do, they're looking on outward appearances. They see something on the outside that of man sometimes which they think is not just exactly right. And so they're sure, you know, that God couldn't possibly use him. Welcome to Rama for Today with Ken and Lynette Hagan. Today you'll hear more from Kenneth E. Hagan on his teaching in him on Rama for Today Radio. Also, later in today's program, I'll tell you about this month's special radio offer. Right now, let's join Kenneth E. Hagan for today's message. Jesus! Jesus! Four times. Well, we was all so stunned to see him in the altar, nobody moved. And then it suddenly dawned on us, she said, that there he is. And there's this, this one-man gang. Here's this man that's worse than anybody in the altar. We better get down there and pray with him. So we got down there with him. About the time we got there, he got up. You know, and as we say, speaking naturally, she said, my feathers fell. You know what you mean by that? He's not going to get saved. And so she said, uh, uh, you know, get back down here. This pray. He said, there's no use of praying. I'm saved. No, but see, they know how mean he's been. Yeah, but you, you better, you, you're going to have to do a lot of praying. <laughs> well, all of your praying is not going to atone for your sin. But they know how mean he's been, you see. You better get back down there and pray. He said, there's no need. I'm already saved. Yeah, but you need to pray some more. No, I don't. He said, I'm saved. Thank God Jesus saved me. He said, I don't know. I can't read, but I just heard you preaching. Said, you said, whosoever called on the name of the Lord will be saved. Said, didn't you hear me? I called on him four times. Amen. He believed it. Didn't you hear me? He said, I called on him four times. You said, whoever called on the name of the Lord will be saved. Miss Missionary said, didn't even believe my own preaching. <laughs> you know, that's so too many times. And here he was. This pastor said one of the greatest workers I've ever just on fire. He'd won any number of alcoholics to the Lord because he's an alcoholic himself. He'd won more people to the Lord than all the rest of the church put together. Amen. Praise God. Hallelujah. So the Lord, back to my story now. You remember, don't you? The Lord said, the trouble with you is you don't believe your own preaching. Well, I said, Lord, you've hit me a low blow. You know I believe the word. Sure, I believe it. I preach the word and I believe it. He said, no, you don't. He said, every now and then you'll quote, as I've already quoted here, where I said in my word, I even I am he that brought out thy transgressions, and I'll not remember thine iniquities. He said, now you talk about that fellow, you saw him, you don't know why he went into the building, have no knowledge of it whatsoever. And you just drove on by and imagined he's in there, you know, to do something wrong. And he didn't go in there to do anything wrong anyway. And when he saw, you know, that... Uh, He's in this environment, said, Lord, I don't have any been here, forgive me, and turned around and walked out. He said, I didn't remember that he did anything wrong. And then you said, that's the reason I could use him. Can you see that? But he said, now this lady you was talking about, why didn't I use her? He said, sure, she's been in church from the outside faithful all of these years. But you can't see into her heart, and you didn't know that for the past 40 years, that she's been in rebellion toward me. You see, the Lord does not look at outward appearance. We do so many times. 
We ought to know that from the story of the Old Testament. Don't you remember Samuel? God sent him down there to anoint one of Jesse's boys to be king of Israel. You remember that? And here's the prophet of God, the man of God. And so he got down there and the Lord sent me down here to anoint one of the boys to be king in Saul's stead for God's rejected Saul. And so they ran the oldest boy out first, Eliab. Here he came and he was of a beautiful countenance and a fine physique. And even the man of God thought, surely, surely this must be the Lord's anointed. I mean, he must have had such a stately stature about him. The Lord said, no, he's not the one. Said, I don't look on the outward appearance. I look on the heart. Amen. Amen. I said, amen. amen. And so, that's the trouble with a lot of folks, you see. Instead of going the way the Bible says and doing what the Bible said to do, they're looking on outward appearances. They see something on the outside that of man sometimes which they think is not just exactly right. And so they're sure, you know, that God couldn't possibly use him. But sometimes, notice what Jesus said in Matthew 23, 27 about those Jesus spoke of concerning the outside said, Woe unto you, scribes and Pharisees, hypocrites, for you are likened unto whitened sepulchres, which indeed appear beautiful outward, but are within a full of dead men's bones. You see, you can't see. That's what the Lord said to me about that dear woman, seemed to be such a wonderful and faithful Christian. He said, that woman has been rebellious in her spirit for over 40 years. I see that rebellion. He said, it comes up before me dark and black and mean and ugly. But yet you see all the saints look at the outside and brag on saying, isn't that wonderful? What a marvelous saint she is. What a marvelous Christian she is. But it's entirely possible for folks on the outside to be beautiful. And on the inside, as Jesus said, to be like dead men's bones. Did you ever stop to think about it? Those Pharisees were really, the you would say, the best. They were the strictest sect of the Jewish religion. They lived the best lives. Amen? That's why the Bible said in Matthew 7, 1, Judge not that you be not judged. Because you can't judge, really, spiritual judgment. Amen? We cannot judge, in other words, righteous judgment. It's impossible. Amen. Now, you see, the minister that I referred to there in, uh, in Chicago understood this when he said to the redeemed alcoholic, in the sight of God, in the sight of God, you are cleaner and pure and more innocent than that young girl if she hasn't been born again. Amen. I said, amen. amen. Our text said, if any man be in Christ, he is a new creature. Old things have passed away. Behold, all things are become new. Now notice, all things have become new. Now listen real carefully what I say and don't misinterpret it. Don't take it out of context. Oh, that's what happens with so many people. I wonder sometimes whether they're just ignorant or, or dishonest. Because you can take out of context what anybody says. 
and make them say something they didn't say. You can take scripture out of context and make the Bible say something that it didn't say. Now notice, all things have become new. There are no sin scars left on the Christian. Now I did not say there may not be sin scars left on the body. But the body is not you. 1 Corinthians 9.27 But I keep under my body, Paul says. I bring it into subjection, lest by any means, when I preach to others, I myself should be a castaway. Paul said, I keep my body under, I bring it, he calls his body it. The body is the house you live in. Now, because of the sins of the past, there may be sin scars left on the body, but there are no sin scars left on you. Hallelujah. God is looking at the new man in Christ when he looks at you. And you know, we look a whole lot better in Christ than we do out of him. We can't see each other in Christ. We look at each other from the natural standpoint. But God looks at us in Him. Can you say amen? amen. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Glory to God. Glory to God. Now while we're on that, before we go further in our discussion, I want you to open your Bibles with me to the book of Ephesians. I want to look at a verse of Scripture. That's a very controversial and bring much comment from a lot of folks. Where God said, writing through the Apostle Paul to the church at Ephesus, in the 25th and 26th verses, he said, Husbands, love your wives, even as Christ also loved the church and gave himself for it. Now notice, Christ also loved the church and gave himself for it, that he, that is Christ, might sanctify and cleanse it, with the washing of water by the word, that he, Christ Jesus, might present it to himself a glorious church, not having spot or wrinkle or any such thing, but that it should be holy and without blemish. Now, without reading that in card context, take this 27th verse, said, see, this church should be without spot. I'm looking, I can see a lot of spots. And it should be without wrinkle, and I can see that you're full of wrinkles. And that it should be... Uh, Holy and without blemish. And I can sure see that you're not holy, and I can sure see a lot of blemishes about you. For one thing, your nose is too big. <laughs> but now wait just a minute. That's not what it's talking about at all. You're looking at it from the natural standpoint. We're not ready for the coming of Jesus. Folks say we're going to have to clean up. Uh, well, if you could have cleaned up, you could have saved yourself. No, notice. It's Jesus that's going to do it, Amen. not you. You're listening to Rama for Today with Ken and Lynette Hagan. If you'd like to find more life-changing resources, then visit rhema.org. That's R-H-E-M-A dot O-R-G. Right now, I want to tell you about this month's special offer. When you call or go online, you'll be able to purchase Kenneth E. Hagan's two CD series, In Him, and Ken Hagen's series, Forget Not. 
purchase these two CD series at the discounted price of $19.95 and receive the mini book in him free with this offer. All these resources are $19.95. That's a $10 savings. Call toll-free 1-888-FAITH-99. Again, call toll-free 1-888-FAITH-99. You can also order online at rhema.org. That's R-H-E-M-A dot O-R-G, rhema.org. Or if you prefer to write Kenneth Hagen Ministries, our address is P.O. Box 50126, Tulsa, Oklahoma, 74150. We always love to hear from our listeners, so write in or email us today and become a part of Rama for Today. Now, let's join Ken and Lynette Hagen. Listen, it's not too early to start thinking about Rama Bible Training College. That's right. And we're having a big spring college weekend here, April the 10th through the 12th, right here, 110-acre campus. You get to tour the campus. Tour the campus, go to... Three lunch different our, classes. And lunch with our staff. Lunch with the staff. Yes. You get to talk with the dean and the instructors. Yes. And there's a job fair and a housing fair. That's so right. all the information that you need to become a Rhema student. And you say, well, what do you teach there? Well, if you want to be in active full-time ministry, we teach that. If you just want to learn more about the Word of God, mm-hmm. that's that's there. There's one whole section that's just just scripture. That's just learn right. the Bible. Yes. And then we have a section called the Helps Ministry, mm-hmm. uh, which you learn how to work and be a part in your in your local church. Uh, you have a regular job, but you work in your local church yes. and a volunteer. But all of that's available. You can go right there. Uh, go to uh, Rama.org and yes. it'll tell you all about the the Rama Bible Training College. We can. So yes. hey, come on out. Call now and ask the operator for this month's special radio offer, two CD series and a free book. Call today, toll free, 1-888-FAITH-99. That's 1-888-FAITH-99. Or visit rhema.org. Tomorrow on Rhema for Today, we'll continue Kenneth E. Hagen's life-changing series. That's tomorrow on Rhema for Today with Ken and Lynette Hagen.